privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. My first grader was behind in reading, and this program has made a huge difference. She's now reading above grade level. I use it for my kids nightly reading for school. We love it, and it's super easy and quick to do. My kid, who just turned four years old and has been using the program since January of this year, can now read. Thank you so much, Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word KID to 323232 right now. It's fast and easy. Text KID to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text the word KID to 323232. Text KID to 323232. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, Join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomenon, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, the X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Hello and welcome back. Back to Paranormal Stakeout, the radio show dedicated to the quest to find out what really exists on the other side. I'm your host, Larry Lawson, coming to you from the X-Zone Broadcast Nation, in headquartered in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And I'm speaking to you from the southern command post of the X-Zone Broadcast Network in beautiful Vero Beach and Felsmere, Florida. And really pleased tonight uh, to introduce our guest who's going to Join us on our journey, Michelle DeRoche from Canada's Most Haunted. Uh, Michelle has been actively researching the unexplained and working for the past 15 years in an area primarily focused on malevolent and demonic attachments. Michelle has been around spirits from a very early age, and a malevolent experience during that time prompted her to begin her studies into the paranormal. This led to the study of demonology and various religions, with more, with a more depth look, in-depth look at spirit research and communication, she has considered herself privileged to have been invited to some of the most wonderful locations to investigate, and she's humbled by, by the positive comments by fans, but also the faith her, that her clients have put in her by entrusting themselves and their families to her. She can often be found at her office, which is literally an old Gothic revival manor house in Niagara Falls interacting with the spirit residents of that home. Michelle, welcome to Paranormal Stakeout. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, and, I'm, and I've been kind of excited about uh, having you on the show. Um, we've 
had a lot of guests. We get a lot of guests that talk about their experiences in the paranormal, their investigative or research work. But you, your work seems to be a little bit different. And I really want to spend some time chatting about that. But first, uh, the audience would like to hear how how did you end up in the world of the paranormal? <laughs> Not by choice. <laughs> I can tell okay. you. Um, no, realistically, I had, um, I guess I had an attachment myself, um, from a very young age. I mean, I've been seeing spirits my entire life. I do come from, uh, a line of, of mediums, a long line of mediums. Um, so I really didn't fear spirits and I was fortunate that I did not have a family that would discourage me from the things that I saw. You know, like you have an imaginary friend. I didn't have somebody saying, don't be silly. You're ridiculous. Um, you know, I, it was it was encouraged because of the fact that I really did have um, I really did see things. So, you know, I, I was OK with it. And somewhere along the line, around the age of you know puberty, which seems to be the target age that attracts more malevolent beings. And I'll, I'll admit it, I was that kind of a of a teenager, I was curious as well about those sort of things. So um, something malevolent came in probably around the age of, you know, 11 or 12. Mm -hmm. And um, I really started to notice it because I'd have friends, you know, girlfriends come and have, you know, slumber parties and so on. And and uh, one night we were in my room because, you know, I'm the teenager. I'm coming on the teenagers. I want my room in the basement and uh, play my uh -huh loud etc and um man you know they were over and then we ended up with this huge cold spot that came in i mean we could see our breath and then there was just like this breeze i mean strong enough of a breeze that her hair was moving and all of a sudden you know i'm going to show my true age here but you know we had albums <laughs> i mean i know you have them now but back then it's all we had <laughs> so anyway i always had my albums you know with the covers with the slits facing out so it was just easy to go in and grab one and they just started flinging out of the um out of their their sleeves and just kind of going all over the place so back then we didn't have the internet and um you know i didn't know a whole lot about um poltergeist activity things of that nature uh -huh. so you know i had the foul smells you know sewer rotten eggs that kind of thing i'm like oh man okay you know i started getting into um researching you know a little bit about it with about and lorraine warren uh, uh -huh. read the book the demonologist later on you know a little bit later on in years and realized that wow you know what because i'd had this thing with me a long time before i could get access to um books like that uh -huh. And I basically just started changing my mindset, you know, and um, it's not like I could even, you know, didn't know enough to burn sage and things like that. And it wasn't readily accessible. So I just started changing my mindset the most and burning a lot of white candles and, you know, using whatever oil I can get. And um, I had an aunt at the time who was friends with... Um, because she was very faithful churchgoer, so she had, you know, become friends with some of the the, the, the church, um, uh -huh. the churchgoers, and uh, actually connected me up with a very open-minded Catholic priest who, you know, really was very versed on um, malevolent entities and spoke to me about possible poltergeist activity. But we still couldn't work out the fact that there were the foul smells and growling and things like that. So, you uh -huh. know said well this is probably what's going on with you but over time you know it got a lot easier for me because I just you know I just got into a different mindset altogether so so most of your early years your learning if you will wasn't mm -hmm. with the help of others it was you basically are self-taught would that be Oh, I was, uh, man, I was solo. <laughs> yes, <laughs> definitely. It's not even something that you could go around and talk to people about, you mm, know, mm, even mm, having mediumship abilities. It was called like my mother would say, well, OK, that's a family secret. You just can't go talk about that. Oh, great. <laughs> so, you know, and my mom didn't really want to talk about it either. I mean, she didn't discourage me from it, but she really didn't want to have conversations about it either, you know, but things were going on in the house. So she was mm -hmm. realizing that there was a problem. But yes, I was definitely self-taught. So and and uh, like many of us in the, in the field have found uh, poltergeist activity 
and young teenagers, pre prepubescent teenagers, or just recently pubescent teenagers, tend to attract this type of uh, attention. Is would you agree with that? I would definitely agree with that, um, especially girls. You know, we're very mm-hmm. emotional creatures. Not that boys don't go through a whole mix of emotions themselves when they're going through this this change of life, but women, I mean, we're just super emotional, and we can go through it um, when we go through menopause as well. But I, I went through it with my daughter also when she was going through puberty. I mean, the whole place was through the roof. And I knew what I was doing back then, like when she was going through it. <laughs> so, Well, you know. do, do you think this type of activity that you've described yourself as well as your daughter going through, um, does it have anything to do with the yeah, our own emotions? Yes. But is that the primary cause or is the other side attracted to that? What's, what's your theory on that? I do believe that the other side... Um, is possibly attracted to that sort of energy because I know myself and based on a lot of the cases that I've done and my, my daughter as well, um, when these things start making their presence known there, it's a very powerful energy and they do have a way of affecting your mindset. And I took a huge interest in learning about dark things like the occult and witchcraft. And I remember my daughter coming to me when she was probably about 15. Mm -hmm. So she said, you know, she goes, I'm really interested, you Mm -hmm. know, in learning about this. And I'm like, wow, okay, how do I delicately handle this? But then I started realizing that parents were messaging me saying, you know, I'd like you to teach my child about the occult because I think you'll do it safely. I says, oh, I can't do that. Like, I didn't want to promote yeah. that sort of behavior at all, yeah. you know, but it's a fine line. What sure. do you do? Do you help well, somebody or do you feel like it's an encouragement, you know? Well, well I think education is always helpful, but um, you yourself, t- you know, I noticed in your bio uh, on your webpage even, mm-hmm. you, you speak about uh, st- your studies. Did you practice witchcraft at all uh, in your earlier days? No, I, I did you studied- not. Okay. Did, uh, did you work with any Wiccans or anything like that that helped uh, enlighten you? Oh gosh, no, Larry. I I grew up I grew up up in like up north, and there were no such animals up there to to even to even reach out to. I literally spent my time in a library, or talking to like the closest I could get was a Catholic priest who happened to be really open minded. And before my grandfather passed, he would verse me. Um, being super psychic, I mean, mm-hmm. he would verse me on things you know, like on the outer realms a little bit and dimensional stuff and, you know, densities and things like that. But I mean, I think I was just a little too young to appreciate what it all meant. Like what I would do now is sit down with my grandfather and say, hey, you know, talk to me about this because I could grasp it on an entirely different level. What's your opinion of the other side? Uh, Obviously, you've dealt into it quite a bit. What is what is it on the other side? Is it dimensional? Is it is it uh, strictly spiritual? What What's your theory on that? That's it's a hard question. I always sort of say I'll let you know when I get there. But you know, I can I can you know, judging by the types of um, the mediums I've worked with and the spirits that I have come into contact with. When my uncle passed away, and again, this guy was like super psychic, it's all on the same side of the family, and you know, I I cranked on a new piece of equipment. And uh, he came through because um, I, I asked for him and my grandfather would come through all the time. And I said, is it what you thought it would be? And he said, more. Right. And Interesting. I'm like, and I said, well, what do you see? And he goes, lights. He goes everywhere. So many like, you know, it's a ghost box. Right. And he was just. Mm-hmm. OK, that's just going to ask you what it was. Yeah. And and I said, what is it? What are the lights? And he went soul energy. Interesting. I thought well, so too, yeah, you know. Well, we're, we're getting ready to take our next break in just a couple of seconds. But when we get back, I'd like to hear more about your team, the types of investigations you do, and Canada's mo- most haunted, if, if you can. Sure. And uh, I, I do want to mention to everybody that your your uh, email, I'm sorry, your website, www.michelledesroches.com. DeRoche, thank you, D-E-S-R-O-C-H-E-R-S dot com, so yes. that you can, uh, they can get on your website and learn a lot more about you and what you do. But when we get back, we're going to 
going to talk about your team, Canada's Most Haunted, as well as the stuff that you do. So, folks, stay with us. Uh, we'll be back in just a few minutes after this short break. This is Larry Lawson, Paranormal Stakeout. It's hard to listen to the news without realizing we're living in volatile, unprecedented times. Yet never has there been such an opportunity to transform the human condition. As old structures fail, where can we find the guidance to co-create a better way? Find Your Path Home is an ever-evolving, leading-edge information, education, and healing resource center designed to support and guide you on your path to unity and enlightenment. Based on sound principles employed by Shaman Worldwide, we provide techniques that can support you through the current transitions, offering online shamanic classes, international long-distance shamanic healing sessions, complimentary Mission Evolution radio episodes and Stairway to Heaven TV vignettes, seminars, retreats, and much more. All of this can be found on findyourpathhome.com. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, Simultv.com, Simultv.com. What's Simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a Simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. SIMULTV.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. SIMULTV.com. And we are back on Paranormal Stakeout with my guest tonight, Michelle DeSroche. De <laughs> I knew I would mess it, it up. You're going to get it by the end of the show. I'll <laughs> work on it. Um, Michelle uh, uh, runs a group called Canada's Most Haunted. She's a, a medium, a paranormal investigator. And I'd like to hear more about your group and what it is that you guys do uh, and the types of investigations you work. Tell us a little bit about Canada's Most Haunted. Uh, Canada's Most Haunted is actually a legal registered copyrighted company and i i run it as a company um so we do have insurance things like that when we do go into do investigations um i don't investigate typically the same way as most people um realistically um i i can't i can't go into somebody's house and start communicating with something that they don't want there now bearing in mind i only deal in malevolent or alleged uh, demonic cases. So, okay. you know, I know what I'm looking for when I'm interviewing somebody. Um, I have, you know, an amazing medium on my team. Um, you know, I have access to a remote viewer as well. Um, I mean, you know, we have a, a priest we're, we're fully loaded. And, mm -hmm. um, after all these years, I know what I'm looking for. So we go in and we basically just get down to business. Not that we, do, we don't record while we're there. We absolutely do, but you won't see me doing typical EVPs. I can't go and make an invitation to communicate. I look at doing whether it's a Ouija board or you know voice recorder, ghost box, anything of that nature. If you are inviting communication, it's essentially a sort of invitation. And mm -hmm. I can't I can't, you know, I can't in good faith just go and do that in somebody's home and then walk away and then leave them to pick up the pieces. I just I can't do it. So, so, so if I if I get this right, what you're what you're saying is you don't want to invite something in, no, and and leave it there for them to deal with. But aren't you going in anyway because they've called you on on a, on a oh, spirit? No, no, absolutely. What I mean, what I'm saying is yes, I'm going in to communicate. Like to basically, when I go in, I'm uh -huh. not going to communicate with it. I don't really care what it has to say. I'm going in with the intention of clearing it. You know, gotcha. I have like you know, I'll have a remote viewer tap in, and we'll figure out what's going on. You know, and well proven, you know, she's well proven. And um, basically, you know, she's been tested scientifically. Mm -hmm. 
and she comes in at a 92% accuracy rate. So if she says to me, this is going on, um, and she's right about like 92 to 95% of what we always do, okay. I'm going to take her word for it. So I don't go there saying, okay, well, now I need to communicate with this thing. The family doesn't want to communicate with it. The family doesn't want it there. My first shot in there, you know, I will research it thoroughly first. I will try to get an idea of, you know, um, the geographic you know, the areas, whether I'm dealing with mm -hmm. lines, things like that, because I, I do deal with crazy locations. Um, and then I'll get a little bit of the history. I'll get the background on the people, everything. I already know pretty much what I'm up against when I go in there. Otherwise, okay. I wouldn't be going in. Okay. And I, uh, being a cop myself, knowing your background, going in uh, fully prepared is, is really really important so i appreciate that so you don't you don't get a call from somebody that says i got i've got my cabinet doors flying open and the lights flashing on and off tell me what it is you're getting the calls from folks that hey i need help i've got something bad here i've got oh. correct yeah oh yeah and it may include it may actually <laughs> include doors flying open and well determine, yeah. like am i dealing with something supernatural or am i dealing with with you know self-projected energy being like poltergeist am i dealing with mental health i have to ask all the hard questions but i'm fairly seasoned in all this i don't jump to conclusions um you know there's so many logical explanations for a lot of the stuff that goes on i can't just go in there and start screaming the d word or you know <laughs> like I, you just can't you have to have a level head Good. and i have to explore everything well it's it's also an issue of responsibility also. There are, uh, there's a lot of folks out there, and we've talked about it before on the show with other guests, folks that they may even mean well, but they really don't know what they're doing, and they give a false impression or false hope to a client that they mm -hmm. can do things that they can't. Mm -hmm. And that's a very, that's a very, very big ethical concern for me. I want to, I want to backtrack a little bit. You mentioned use of a remote remote viewer, and that's pretty unusual for most teams. And uh, having a, a little bit of knowledge in that area, uh, your remote viewer, you say that she's trained and tested. Mm -hmm. Where did she get trained and tested at? Oh, well, I spoke to the doctor who definitely trained her, and he mapped her mm -hmm. brain along with mm -hmm. 800 other mediums. Mm -hmm. And that's her information to tell, and it is available. Oh, out yeah. there. And I mean, and he even does interviews and so on. So it's definitely someplace I can, well, I can hook you up with. But, but out of 800 mediums, she tests at the highest. Interesting. She finds missing children. She finds victims of human trafficking, solves murders, things like that. So interesting. Yeah, okay. She's good at what she does for sure. And I always well, like to give her kudos and, and a mention, you know. Well, well yeah, yeah, and and, and there's yeah. been a lot of uh, very positive uh, information out on what remote viewers can do. Mm -hmm. uh, most of it is through the government, and that's what I was wondering was uh, was that where she got mm -hmm. her initial training. Nope. No, nope. so, nope. so, she's, okay. she's naturally gifted. She didn't train to do this. A lot of people do. Right. You can actually take courses on it for sure. But no, she's she's a natural. Okay, but but she's tested by an yep. individual. Now, yep. uh, I, I, yep. I would really like to talk to this doctor. Is there a, yeah. a way for me? I mean, Absolutely. is on the website? I, yeah, I can send. No, it won't be on my website, but I can send you the information and you could probably even look at a future prospect for a show. He's wonderful. Oh, I would I would really, really enjoy that. Happy to. You use a remote viewer. You use a, a member of the clergy. Uh, yes. Yeah, we do for the real hardcore, you know, cases. Um, a lot of times, believe it or not, when you remote view, you can actually you can. There's a lot of stuff you can clear remotely. Interesting. I've not heard that one yet. OK. That's, uh, yeah, uh, I've, been, I've been witness to it. And, and it's been it's fascinating, you know, when you have somebody who's who really um, knows what they're doing, because I, I know viewers who who you know have struggled with it and they end up having things follow them like there is a process to it the right mm -hmm. way and the wrong way and the, the no way don't do it and and um sure. you know then they end up in trouble you know so and then i'll i'll get a call so it's just i'm you know we're happy to you know help out colleagues and so on it's just it's an art form for sure you know how often does it get bad enough where you have to call in a member of the clergy on the it cases that you work we have an independent. Um, we have an independent bishop on staff, so he does. Uh, it's pre-Vatican, pre-the Vatican rites of exorcism. Um, sometimes it's just a good old-fashioned blessing, and it's uh -huh. a good old-fashioned clearing. And uh, the only cases that I do, uh, realistically, are cases that require at least a blessing. Sometimes, uh -huh. if you can work with the mindset, 
I spent years working with just the mindset of the individuals and, and educating them and changing how they, they think, you know, and a lot of times it's changing their mindset from victim to really to warrior, giving them back control, educating them on things like that. Most of the people that I've helped that way have never needed me a second time, very seldomly, because they've got it. I'll hear from them and say, you know, something spiked, but we just want you to know we're okay. We got it taken care of. And they go on to either start their own groups or help people independently. It's really awesome to see how people like to pay it forward when they're educated. Have you ever had a case that just frankly went south? You thought you had it taken care of? and you get a call back a few weeks later, hell, it's 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 back and it's even worse now. Have you ever had anything like that happen? Often. There's never a guarantee um, when you're doing cleansings. You know, we've gone back to places sometimes three, four times. But we find in those cases, a lot of times it's because the people are so conditioned to living in fear. This is where mindset really does come in, working with people and being the counselor, you know, like I took a little bit of counseling, just so I knew how to properly communicate with people, you know, read body language, that kind of thing. Nothing heavy duty by any means. But when you are living in fear and you're paranoid all the time, thinking you're being watched, you can clear a place. But if you can't change that mindset and they keep thinking that they're being watched and they're nervous and they're upset, you know, you're running into the fact that it's going to come right back in. Or it could potentially attract something else. Um, or sometimes then you start dealing with the mental aspect of it. There's really mm-hmm. a lot more involved than just going in and, and, and starting to do clearings, et cetera. Oh, that's for darn sure. I mean, understanding your client, your client's background's got to be a got to be a vital part of this whole thing. Yeah, I agree. Can you can you share the the most complicated case that you've had? Um, the most difficult one. Are you able to share something like that with us? Um, I've had some very difficult cases. I've got one that's ongoing that I I can't really share in its entirety right now because I'm very, you know, I I respect uh, confidentiality. Um, When I speak of cases, it's because I have permission to do so. I don't name names. That's why sometimes people want to do the shows that I film because it's their way of telling their story so people can maybe learn and not be victimized the way that they were. But I have had cases where the land is just bad uh, and yeah. you, you can't change it. I've, I've gone into locations where people have lived under oppression for, you know, my, my, my longest one was like 50 something odd years. And I did one, it took me over a year to do, and I bet you it was 22 years. Mm-hmm. And finally, you know, we were able to to clear the house and we can never get the land 100% clear. It just won't clear. It's just, you have elementals, you know, which mm-hmm. are, are nature, know, earth spirits. Yeah. And you, yeah. you might be able to relocate them for a little bit, but you can't move them. They, they come back. You know, we've had situations where um, there's been um, the cult and, and black masses, you know, mm-hmm. um, sacrificial stuff done on the land the land has just been sort of damaged um i've had some situations where there have been extraterrestrial activity on the land and you just can't you gotta get clear that it really can't extraterrestrial that's something that we when we get back after our next segment i'd like to talk to you about is there a connection there as well as uh, a few other things so um folks um We're getting ready to take our next break. Uh, I want you to stick around with more from Michelle and Canada's Most Haunted. So stay with us and we'll be back right after these messages. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? 
The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnix, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the Word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God, and finally, After the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simultv, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand, live streaming events from around the world, interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. And we are back on Paranormal Stakeout with my guest tonight, Michelle DeRocher from Canada's Most Haunted. And uh, Michelle, great conversation we're having, uh, getting a lot of interesting information. Um, you were t- talking about the land a few moments ago, and I, I think that's a, a hugely interesting uh, subject because a lot of folks just don't understand sometimes it's the land. Um, do you find that when you bring in your paranormal clergy, I want to ask you a question. Quick question about that also. Uh, do they help, are they helpful with land type of uh, events also that's not building related, if that makes sense? Um, yeah, sometimes they can be. You have to understand we need to try to work with the, the religious backgrounds of, of, you know, the clients as well. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. But I find sometimes with the land, um, we end up having to bring in shaman. You know, mm-hmm. especially if we're very close to um, some of the Native community. Um, mm-hmm. And up here we have a lot of indigenous, like the Six Nations and so on. And and some of the, the properties that I've done are butting right up against reservation land. So, you know, they're very spiritual people. And sometimes they're the only ones that can calm down, you know, mm-hmm. the, the land and the elemental um, entities that, that are there. Um, so sometimes it's a little bit of both. I may have to deal with the clergy to come in and deal with the family, but I might have to deal with a shaman to deal with the land. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the questions I've gotten several times, and this has to do with, uh, the clergy, uh, the bishop that you, that you're working with, he's, uh, you say independent, but what does that mean? What does that mean exactly? Um, well, he's basically, he's married, so he couldn't go all the way up the ranks of the Catholic Church, but he's an independent, so he's an independent bishop and archbishop uh, of the Canadian branch of the Church of Poland um, and the Church of Mexico, um, and he is certified as an independent exorcist with the Order of Exorcists. Um, so, but it's all pre-Vatican. It does not require um, to have any sort of... Um, Oh, why am I having a brain toot right now? He doesn't need permission from the Vatican to do it. Sure. 
So I when don't you know. say the when you say the Church of Poland and the Church of Mexico, I, I, the question I get often asked often: uh, Baptist, uh, Episcopalian, Catholic mm-hmm. priests, which are better? But mm-hmm. I, I'm not quite sure when you say the Church of Poland. Well, they're Catholic. So is he Catholic? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. so but again, um, a lot a lot of like I mean, he'd probably be the one more versed to to discuss that. You know, we've brought him on in the last probably three months, so it's very new for me um, okay. to to reach out that way. I'm usually very hands on myself. I can tell you that um, it's been very successful in okay. everything okay. that done we've had to go back to a location maybe maybe two different locations more than once and again you know the the one location really we were dealing with mindset um i've known i brought him in on a case and i had a woman who was basically under oppression i mean she was used as as a sacrifice from time she was a baby everything everything went wrong in this woman's life i mean literally in all of her you know 30 five plus years it's been nothing but like horrible things happening to this woman through her life and one shot came in bam never had another problem really so, uh, did you know okay it's interesting well and, and probably the biggest reason i'm bringing that up is some interesting interesting things i have found about the catholic church mm-hmm. and it's it's um openness to some paranormal work Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I'm at, was wondering if the bishop was part of the Catholic Church, but he's not not part of the Roman Catholic Church. Independ- no, he's not part of the Roman Catholic Church. Exactly. So no. you know he could have been, but it's like he said, he goes, you know, I can't get married. I'm already married. <laughs> so you can only <laughs> yeah. go so far up the line, right? But he's yeah. very effective in what he does, and um, I think it's important, you know, that when people see a religious person mm-hmm. come in. They automatically feel a sense of peace when you've been through hell and back, so to speak. And he's really, he's really awesome. Like I'm really fortunate that I have a great team of people. People see me do all these television shows and and such, and I have been filming for years. But you know, they don't realize that I have an amazing group of people behind me. Mm-hmm. And that I don't just go in waving magic wands. That it really is a team effort. It really is. So. It it, it always is a team uh, team effort. Yes. There's no no question about that. And with me, it, it's just an important aspect that. Uh, and this is why I was was asking these questions. The folks that are doing this thing, they're 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 dealing with people's lives and emotions. <laughs> and I want to make sure that when 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 our team goes in for an example we're going to do everything we can to keep everything above board and people know as much about us as possible and mm-hmm. it, it's it's a question of not only ethics but comfort but you mentioned television yeah you've done quite a bit of tv haven't you oh god i've been filming for 15 years i've got four or five pages of media credits to my name wow. but people of course just know the the more recent ones you know but i film quite a bit and it's mm-hmm. i do it because you know it's how people find me okay. they see me and they 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 get the story they google me and they're like okay you know this is somebody that can help i'm backed up a year and a half in cases i have cases i drop on my lap every single day without exaggerations i get over 50 private messages a day Seven, eight hundred notifications a day just on Facebook, not counting, let's say, the website and all the other social media that I have out there. So people are finding me and um, uh-huh. it's really important. You know, I try to I try to answer all of my own stuff. It takes me a while. But but yeah, <laughs> it's, it's an avenue of, you know, for people to to find to reach you. It. Sure, sure. Yeah, reach and, and folks. It- and, the, and that's that's helpful. But if you're getting that many folks getting a hold of you, how mm-hmm. many of them are saying, I need help now? I'm, I'm Michelle. I'm in trouble mm-hmm. now. Yeah. How often do you get that? Lots. Um, <laughs> lots. And I'm only one person. I get messages from around the world. I do work worldwide. And like I said, sometimes you can go in and remotely clear things, you know, and some that usually takes a few goes. It's not like being on site. But I also don't have problems reaching out to colleagues. I mean, not a lot of people okay. do this sort of thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a little bit more limited than if I had somebody who just messaged me and said, Hey, we have a ghost walking around. We just want to know who he is and pop him out or get to know him or, you know, yeah, so, I don't know how you'd have time for that. <laughs> I know. I, I don't, I don't you know. But, but if you get like three or four uh, folks calling you or messaging you in one day, they're mm-hmm. desperate for help. You mm-hmm. will oftentimes, uh, 
for lack of a better term, farm that out to somebody that could could also help? Yeah, I always look for people. I, I try to figure out where they're from. And uh-huh. um, I have a really good um, network of people that, I mean, send people to me. I send people, you know, around to them as well. Because, you know, unfortunately, it's trying to find reputable people. I clean up a lot of messes from other groups. And I'm not just trying to be facetious or anything like that. I mean, some people, you know, there are a lot of good teams out there and there are a lot of Mm -hmm. teams who don't really know what they're doing. And I call them weekend warriors. You know, they like going to like, like, you know, big places that they can investigate and I get it. But unfortunately, some of these people are going into private homes. They're abandoning them. They're not giving them the proper information. They think it's about just going in there and getting a few recordings and pictures and and then the people get left behind. It's, I don't know where, where, when did it stop becoming about people? I well, always make it about people. It makes me crazy that people don't make it about that. And that's exactly where I'm coming from, Michelle. I call them weekend warriors, as you as you do. And most of them are, are well intent. They're well intentioned. They're not out yeah. there to hurt anybody, but mm-hmm. they're out there for the thrill of the EVP or the thrill of the bump in the night. And mm-hmm. they come in, they take some pictures, look what I got. They disappear, and they go back to their regular lives on Monday and don't do anything else with it, and leave the person that needed them there hanging. And yeah. sometimes. It's even worse, they make promises they can't keep, and they cause even more harm. And sometimes these are folks that are, they don't mean any harm, they just don't know what they're doing. And sometimes if they're flat-out charlatans looking to uh, make a name for themselves and harm themselves, and, and in the process, harming others. And that's a, that's a very big, important issue for me. Oh, that and make things worse by, you know, challenging what's there and demanding you know, mm-hmm. that oh, they yes. communicate. And honestly, it, I I have just heard so many horror stories and um, it's really hard because it makes us all look bad. And I am so, like I said, I'm so grateful and always humbled by the messages I get and the people who reach out to me, the people who entrust themselves and their families to me. I take that really seriously because I really do care about people and which is why I don't go in with, you know, I how I own all the gadgets. I keep up on all of it because I do television and I have to have some of this stuff because it's, you know, I do go to some of the public places and such when I film some of these shows. They don't mm-hmm. come in to private residences because that's not what it's about for me. Mm-hmm. Period. Uh, it, 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 and, and I totally agree. And as I said, that's, that's a huge worry of mine that the ethics gets lost because sometimes people are either trying to make a name for themselves or they just don't know what they're doing. So I, I completely agree with you um, on that. Um, but the television, do you think that's helped or harmed the oh, entire man. field? <laughs> that's a kind of a double-edged sword because I, I think that a lot of it has helped in a way because it's opened the, people's eyes to what is out there or it helps them to be a little bit more open-minded or talk about situations they may be going through. I've had people I've helped say, you know, to me that, you know what, I really like doing the type of shows that you do because it's a way of paying it forward that if even one person can learn from our experience, if we could help one person and we feel like we've given back because they don't really mm-hmm. know how else to give back, you know. But then I've seen that there are other shows out there and – Again, you know, they're they're just really aggressive researchers or might be a little confrontational. Um, and what happens at that point is it sets precedence for how some teams do things. And when you're in the media and in the public eye, I'm sorry, you have to govern yourselves accordingly. Due diligence. Ethics, ethics, uh, and your due diligence and ethics. There's absolutely no question about that. Well, we're about ready to go to our last break, Michelle, and everybody else stay with us. We've got a lot more to talk about in this last section. So we'll be right back after these messages on Paranormal Stakeout. Oh! 
they are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, Simultv.com, Simultv.com. What's Simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a Simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. And welcome back to our final segment tonight on Paranormal Stakeout with my guest, Michelle DeRoches. <laughs> with, You're getting uh, closer. I'm, I'm getting closer with Haunted Canada. Um, you can visit uh, Michelle at her website, www.michelle.derochers.com. And uh, that'll give you the haunted.com or, if it's easier. <laughs> or Canada's most haunted.com. I'll get this right. Um, <laughs> So go ahead, please visit one of those two websites um, to learn more about what Michelle and what she does. I also want to invite you to tune into some of the great programming on the Exxon Radio and Television Broadcast Network. Go to www.xzbn.net and take a look at all the terrific other shows on the network that you can entertain yourself with as well as learn many aspects of the other side. Also, take a look at some of my... Uh, my shows at www.paranormalstakeout.com. You can also visit me at uh, my own team's website at www.paranormalfbi.com down here in Florida. Well, uh, this this hour's been going kind of fast, Michelle, but I, I, there's some other things I'd like to chat with you about and get your take on. In okay. particular, children, teens, and the paranormal. Um, how does... What's their connection? How do kids get connected to the paranormal? Too much television. <laughs> um, <Okay>. I, <laughs> you know what? I, I get a lot of cases um, where children are involved. And young children, I, I understand, because they're easy targeted by things. I mean, they're so open. They see everything. They hear everything. And it's not hard for things to be attracted to their light and their innocence. You know, um, I've been dealing with teenagers and um, they're a little bit, you know, they're a little bit of a different situation because again, you know, you're going through puberty, you do tend to attract these things and you do tend to be drawn, you know, to dark things. And sometimes they get into situations that they can't get themselves out of. Um, you know, and again, now with a phone, everything is in a phone app. You don't even need a Ouija board. I mean, <laughs> you know, some of these things get bad raps because in all honesty, if you're a good medium, you know, you can, not that you would need a Ouija board, but you can use one quite successfully. You would know what's coming in and, and it's just another tool you know, to play with. And, you know, it's like, not, I won't, oh, let me take that back, not play with, but a medium yeah. can use uh different avenues quite successfully without any um, mega consequences. Children have access 
to these boards through, you know, um, all these big box stores and, you know, they have these phone apps now that they can communicate with just about anything. Um, and they're making invitations and they're not realizing that they really are bringing something in and, Mm -hmm. you know, they get together with friends and they, they'll have seances and, oh my gosh, I can't tell you how many I've cleaned up over the years. Oh, Peck, I can remember when I was a kid, before I knew any better, we'd go to a party okay. and pull out the Ouija board. But that's yeah. one one area that I'm very, very concerned about, and that's opening those doors uh, with with a Ouija board. So I agree. That's something that we need to educate our children, that this is not a toy to play with. No. No, and the phone apps. It, it's just a little bit of everything, you know, pendulums, you know, um, tarot cards. I mean, I've had situations where I've had teens go, oh, well, can I use my tarot cards? I go, well, I don't know. Do you know how? <laughs> and uh-huh. taught you, you know, like uh, you can learn everything online now. But unfortunately, I don't know that they're being taught the consequences of some of these actions. And then uh-huh. when you come in, you get the place clear and you can end up falling back into the same situation or peer pressure things like that you know so it's Mm -hmm. I always like to I've worked with a lot of a lot of kids and I've done talks you know on trying to educate them and unfortunately kids are fearless nowadays you can't even steal that fear into them (laughs) you you said something earlier that kind of troubled me a little bit about parents wanting you to teach their children about mm-hmm. the occult. Um, and, and I find that a particularly dangerous mm-hmm. area. Uh, how often do, do you actually get parents asking you to teach their kids about the occult? Honestly, That's... through all of my years, it's pretty, pretty low, but there was, there's Good. still been about like a half, half dozen to a dozen times throughout my 15 years, which to me is half a dozen to a dozen too many. <laughs> I agree. Well, <laughs> I mean, wouldn't the thing be tell the parents, just tell them, no, they can't. Yeah, I guess the the fear is, you know, I had one mother email me and years and years ago, and she basically said, no matter what I do, you know, I've tried to ground her. I have tried to, you know, I've taken everything away. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not like they even really had a lot of cell phones, you know, back well, as they did 15 years ago, but nothing like we see today with mini uh-huh. computers and phone apps. And and she said, I just don't know how to, to get her to lose the interest. I, I would rather her learn basics from somebody who knows what they're doing and can maybe deter her from okay. the path. And I'm like, I that's just not, I can't, and I can't, I can't uh-huh. just... I mean, when I do talks, yeah, I will touch on it a little bit, but it's really, mm-hmm. it's really a difficult thing to ask someone to, I don't want to educate necessarily anybody on the occult, the perils of it. Good. Absolutely. Good. Right. Yeah. Back in the uh, early nineties, late eighties, uh, I did a lot of work in law enforcement with people that were getting mixed up into it. And uh, most of them fortunately just flat grew out of it. Uh, but there were some individuals that, uh, you know, just got them in teenage, just get, got themselves in so deep, uh, they never, ever really got out of it. So that's a kind of a touchy subject with me because mm-hmm. I've seen kids hurt very, very badly about that. But let's let's talk about younger kids now. Um, there's always been the talk in our field about how younger children are more open to communication with the other with the other side have the imaginary friend maybe not so imaginary and how about also the young kids talking about past lives talk to me uh, your experience with younger children and and all of this yeah younger children you know i've i've again i've worked cases that have started out because the child um was tricked into believing that he was speaking with another child. And, you know, it's, it's always pretty much the same old, same old. I want to come over and play. And, of course, the child says yes. Or they get bullied into saying yes. You know, mm-hmm. they become fearful. Um, mm-hmm. And then all, all hell breaks loose after that. Next thing you know, that's when you're getting the whole infestation period. You know, banging on the walls, scratching, doors opening and closing. I mean, just just chaos, you know. Um, but sometimes what I find, I, I like to try to work with parents because I can't tell you how many times 
I've heard parents say, well, we didn't believe him. You know, we thought he had an imaginary friend. We tried to discourage him. And I'm like, if you belittle a child mm-hmm. into thinking that they're being stupid or silly by sharing that experience with you, I'm not saying lead the child, you know, I'm just mm-hmm. saying, listen mm-hmm. to the child, mm-hmm. maybe read between the lines. Because if the child is afraid to come to the parent who they look to you for protection because they're afraid, if they're telling you they might be potentially afraid, maybe they are being bullied, or maybe they're just not sure they would ask if they would ask their parent, you know, can this child come over to play the same way they would any other child because mm-hmm. they really see them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why, why are younger children affected so often? What's your opinion on that? I believe it's, it's their light, their innocence, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, like like anyone else, if they're from, a, you know, if they're in a maybe not so good environment or if they're being bullied at school, for instance, you know, they are they're anxious. And, you know, I mean, there could be many reasons that would attract state of mind on average can attract different things to come in. But children, you know, they see things. I always say that we're born with at least six senses and we live in a physical world. So we rely on our physical senses, but Mm -hmm. children, they, they still have that ability to see beyond the physical. Um, and some people retain it all the way, obviously into adulthood. Um, children seem to have it a lot, so they're going to see things. And the other, the, the other things that are out there know that they can be seen. They know they're going to be acknowledged. Yeah, and children are an open vessel. They're just yeah. not clogged up with all the things we adults are. Agreed. We've got uh, we've got just a couple of minutes uh, before we're, our time is done, Michelle. Mm-hmm. I'd like to ask your opinion on the state of the paranormal union, so to speak. Mm-hmm. What what is the state of the par- field of paranormal research and investigation, and where do you think we're going? Mm-hmm. Again, double-edged sword. Um, some of us are are very cordial and open to working with other um you know other teams i i I love my colleagues i i have people reach out and i'm always thrilled to be able to give back or to assist in any way that i can and like i said i have a great network of people but what saddens me is when i see so many of these facebook pages because everybody adds me you know and i'm always cordial enough to say oh Mm -hmm. yeah Happy to happy to do it, you know, but I see so much bashing or self-proclaimed experts. People, there are no experts in the field. And, yeah. you know, I mean, you know, even being portrayed as one, I'm like, oh, OK, <laughs> you know, but well, I always that's a whole say, that's a whole nother subject. Of how do people get tagged as experts? What are their credentials? Who has credentialed them? Exactly. That's a, another big issue of mine. Exactly. There are no experts. You know, we're all students. And I, I, for one, try to learn something new every single day. I do a lot of reading, a lot of researching, and I never want to stop learning because it's, it's, there's nothing definitive about the paranormal. For anybody to come out and say, well, you know, I'm, I'm an expert in this. I've had people say to me, oh, you're a demonologist. I'm like, I said, no, I'm a student of demonology. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's, uh, that is certainly where we need to go. I'm a big believer in training, structure, and standardization. This is going to be a big help in our field. But Michelle, our time is done tonight. I want to thank you for being on the show. Thanks to everybody that was listening tonight. And uh, we'll hope to talk to you soon. And thank everybody, all of you out there for listening tonight. We'll see you next time on the other side. Thank you. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. 
Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like Exxon, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand live streaming events from around the world, interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. <laughs> 